Hi, welcome to the Feminization Boudoir podcast from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and we have a treat today. We have an interview with Shayla Aspasia. Hi, Shayla. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great for being bored and, and cooped up in, in this house. Um, we were talking earlier. I really, really wish I had a dog right about now. I know, I know. And I want you to adopt one so bad. You know, I'm a big pet rescue person, so that would thrill me if you do that. But yeah, I'm with you. I have three children with fur and a speech impediment, and I'm still bored out of my mind in this damn house. <laughs> yeah, I, I think our houses are roughly the same size. I My house is 880 square feet, which means I can see most of it in, in just by standing in one place. So, yes. I, you know, my, my old apartment was a two bedroom that was about the same size. If you are in a studio apartment right now, you, you, you have, you have my sympathy. Oh yeah. No kidding. That, that would be tough. Hey, uh, I hope, I actually, I hope everybody's doing okay with this. I, I know it's, it's pretty scary out there. Um, how, how has it been affecting you? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, speaking of being cooped up, I will go and I open the windows in my dining room just so I can see out because it is it is driving me crazy. Um, I have some health concerns, so I've been told to literally stay inside. I have um, I don't really talk about my family with, you know, the sex stuff sure. that I do, but I do have two family members and they are both. Um, what's that word that's going blank? Um, you know, the people that have to work. Why is my brain not working? Yeah. Let's say important. Important. <laughs> Why can't I think of that word? <laughs> essential. That's it. Essential. Essential employees. Both both the people in my household are essential employees, so they're gone a lot right now. And um, I mean, I'm so thankful that they have a job. We have a lot to be thankful for. There are a lot of people in this area that are laid off. Um, but yeah, it's it is getting to me definitely, and yeah. So, um, like I said, hope you're all safe and health, healthy out there, and we're going to get on to some of the more distracting stuff, because I know we're, we're getting that coronavirus news everywhere, and I know it can be a little depressing. So, moving on, um, today we're going to be doing um, part four of College Changes a Guy. And I've said this before, this series is so uh, important to me just because it's so personal to me. And it's been a wonderful gift Shayla has given me by agreeing to record it all. Um, So you've done four, and I believe it's going to be probably eight books. Possibly nine, but probably eight books when the whole series is done. So far, I am very close to finishing writing number seven. How how are you liking it so far? Um, I you know I I really like it. I've enjoyed the story. Um, it's made me laugh a lot. Um, really laugh out loud loud a lot to where I've had to spend quite a bit of time editing that out. Um, at the end of three, I was like, oh my gosh, they're being too mean to him. But in four, you know, because I'm 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 more the the sensual dominatrix, and I'm you know I love to take a sissy and have them shave for me and, and, and get all sexy and, and suck a cock for me. 
that's what does it for me. I'm more the sensual type. But I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're being too mean. But then later in four, when I saw that, you know, you're really starting to kind of transform when you were, you know, noticing your body and your reflection and you like the panties. And I laughed my ass off when the guy was hitting on you. I really did. Yeah. And your friend's reaction. That part made me laugh. I liked the story. I really liked four. There are, that's the thing with, with, with when something like this is going on is it's just like, it always feels like, okay, you can't possibly go any further. And, and it does. Um, right now I'm just writing, I remember this very well. Um, my first breast forms and when they came in the mail, the girls immediately had to have me try them on. They were more excited about this than anything. <laughs> and we had gotten to, uh, that comes up later. We'll explain why, but we've gotten top of the line and they were actually a little disappointed that the adhesive didn't work the way they thought it would. But with, with the, with the glue, you have to put it on then you wait, let it, let it set a little bit before you, you put it on your chest and with the breast forms, Okay, the first thing they had me do was jumping jacks. Oh, boy. They wanted to see them jiggle. Um, and then they had me put on a bra. And they checked that out. <laughs> and then they had me put on a sweater. And they were really blown away, except for the way, especially when they saw the sweater. And Amanda leads me over the mirror, and she shows me a reflection in the mirror. And... As we're looking at my reflection in the mirror, and the mirrors in our dorm room were on the back of the door to the dorm. So when she leads me over there, all of a sudden the door opens. And it's my roommate, Brett. And he looks, and he can't figure it out. He knows something is different. And it takes him a second. And he suddenly, oh my God, you've got tits. <laughs> and just the look at his face and, you know, he's just minding his own business, dropping off his books and he walks in on this. And of course, if you, if you listen to the others, you, you know that, you know, he knew about this pretty early on since I had a knock for him to let me in the first night, but it was just a real surrealistic experience they were they were obviously just two pieces of silicone but having your roommate checking out your breasts if you're a guy is a very weird thing (laughs) oh my gosh i don't know why i have this thought going through my brain right now but i do insanity i don't know if you've ever you know looked at that program but i do insanity and i always have to put on like two training bras and for some reason that's what i want to make you do with those on (laughs) Because my tits, if I don't wear two training bras, or, or two sports bras, I mean, not training bras, my tits literally slap me in the face. And I'm like, what would you look like doing insanity? I can just see that. You just hopping around. I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do that sometime. <laughs> see, I, I mentioned this last week when Allison decided I should be wearing a dress for our interview. There's a yeah. real danger if you're a submissive sissy talking to dominant women all the time. There is a real <laughs> danger. <laughs> so, so yeah, so so that that whole is it going to go any further? And then also, 
in terms of guys, way more guys. And freshman year is still very, very innocent, but there's way more guys involved. Um, and this series is, is just basically my freshman year at college. Um, one of the last, one of the last books is, um, God, see, it's, it's embarrassing even to tell you this. And I know my last, our last podcast had about 1700 people listening to it. So now I know there had to be repeats in there, but it's a, okay. So anyway, um, yeah, my, my first date with a guy. It was a group date. It was a dance. But, you know, the whole experience of going on a date with a guy is one that I will never forget. I bet. You know. And I mean, it was a dance, so the girls had all the fun of, of, you know, dress shopping and shoe shopping and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot that goes into preparing for a dance. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so you have been working quite a bit on um, upgrading your website. Uh, what's going on? You're getting a lot of goodies out there, I know. Um, so first off, what is the URL for your for your website? Um, it's shaylaspasia.com. Um, it's it's exact same as my well actually i'm under mistress aspasia but i'm about to change it to mr shayla aspasia but it's shaylaaspasia.com and yes we're working on quite a few things and i say we um i actually do have two team members that help me and do a lot of help do a lot of assistance with the wordpress and all that some of it is just not in my wheelhouse and they're wonderful um but we're going to be adding a lot more interviews i'm going to be doing a podcast like you are in the near future and we're adding so many products, quite a few blog posts. It's it's been a fun adventure. It really has. I have a new wish list up, Amazon allowance. Um, I'm having a ton of fun with it. <laughs> Great. And I looked at I looked at it yesterday. I actually want to say I I noticed one small typo. Oh, okay. Thank you. I wanted to let you know on that. But it looks great. And I saw it on the phone. And I, I know this for myself with most, like, web pages that you design. You, you, set, you set it up on the computer, and it looks great. And you get it on the phone, and it's like, oh, what's this? And oh, it yes. looks great on the phone. So I can only imagine what it looks like on, the, on a desktop or a laptop. Oh, I want you to look at the desktop. It's so much better than the, the phone version. That's yeah. the only thing that I hate is I wish it was just as nice. But, yeah, look at it. Right. Well, I mean, when I saw the phone look good, I mean, I, I've, I've done it where, you know, with where I go through all the trouble of carefully like placing my books in a nice pattern and everything, and then everything is just on top of each other on the phone. And I, I hate that too, but you really yes. look good. So well, I'm looking forward, looking forward to you. seeing more. And you have a bunch of goodies and stuff, um, all sorts of, not just the stuff that we do, but feminization, femdom, um, financial domination. What else you got there? Oh, yes. I do financial nomination, cuckolding, um, feminization. Um, those are, oh, and small penis humiliation. Those are really the four that I, I do most of the, create most of my goodies with. Well, I'm sorry. My brain is just blank today. I don't know why. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yes, I am putting out goodies quite quickly, especially since I'm, I'm quarantined with everyone. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping to put out six more this next week. In fact, we're going to be doing some together. Um, I'm looking forward to reading them. The uh, Party Favor and Reprogrammed. 
I have my own little party. Um, I have my own little party favor, little role play that I do with a lot of my sissies. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to reading your version because I'm like, I wonder if they're at all similar because mine sure. really makes them come hard. So I'm sure yours will too. But well, I'm looking forward to those. Party favor is one of my um, what do I want to call it? Probably one of my naughtiest books, dirtiest books. Um, I I I totally plagiarized the idea, although the story is very different. Um, there was a Sandra Locke movie. I think it was called Deadly Games, or I think it was called Deadly Games. And Keanu Reeves remade it three or four years ago, and I can't remember what it was called then either. Really hot, really hot Argentinian woman with them. Uh, but anyway, the um, the basic plot is two girls. They're looking for, you know, there's a rainstorm. They knock on the door. The guy lets them in to use their phone. One thing leads to another. And it, it's a great st- movie. It's the first movie, the first one, I think, was the first mainstream movie I ever saw that had, like, female domination. You know, the, the, the girls tied him up three or four times in the movie. And the same thing happens with the Keanu remake. Um, and so I kind of took my story from there and, of course, brought in feminization and all those other things. Um, but that was kind of my jumping off point. So I, I, I can't wait to hear you do that and, and hear, you some, hear you do some of the others. She's got five audios. Faith has, I'm not sure how many, but she has a bunch of audios. And uh, we just gave Allison three audios. Um, Amelia Devine, the sissy whisperer on Night Flirt, has an audio. So there's a lot out there. Um, I'm really looking forward to to hearing them all recorded. I mean, people always ask me, like, you know, do you ever get excited by your own writing? And the answer is no. Really? It's kind of like the thought's already in my head, and I'm putting it on paper, so it really doesn't do anything for me. Hmm. However, hearing these uh, amazing women read the words back to me, can get really exciting for me good you know it's a it's like a different voice and you know it's not the same as the thoughts in my head so thank you so much uh shayla for stopping by uh i am see i'm improving as an interviewer last week i i I, you can just hear on the interview as allison is trying to you know thank me and say goodbye and i i just talked over her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I felt bad afterwards when I realized that and listened. But so thank you so much for stopping by. Well, thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. So coming up, we have Shayla's reading of my book, uh, College Changes a Guy, book four, which I believe is that the Halloween issue? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Halloween was different. Um, that year, the big movie was Moulin Rouge. And, um, you know, I'm sure many of you have dressed up as a woman for Halloween. And that's not unusual. And maybe if you're a sissy, you go a little bit further. How would you describe my Halloween costume? sexy <laughs> fun i i wish i i wish i would have had an opportunity to see you in that um i love the part where they were getting you to try on the panties and you actually liked them you could tell i mean i 
I would have loved to have been afforded the opportunity to just see you in that. See you walking. I love that you practice the walk to be passable. And I love that the guy hit on you and your friend's reaction. So it was it was a very fun part of the story. I will say that's the only time I ever remember where Amanda actually saves me. Yes. <laughs> where it was like, I went from being, okay, you dressed up like a showgirl? To, oh, you did something stupid for a hot girl. Oh, okay, I would have done something <laughs> stupid for a hot girl, too. I wish I could. <laughs> you know, it was suddenly, so she really saved me there. And, uh, but needless to say, it was a, a not the Halloween costume I was expecting. And then the other thing that happens in that story, um, we're recording this on Saturday afternoon. I haven't decided what clip you're going to get yet. The other big thing in that story was the reason why I, I have trouble with a certain No Doubt song. Oh, yes. That made me laugh. It yeah. really did. Um. If I hear I'm just a girl in the car when I'm driving, I will drive into traffic if I have to, to change the station. <laughs> uh, I had a, a little rebellion after our shopping trip, mm-hmm. which you, you read about in, in, in part three, which was pretty extensive. And... Um, Wound up uh, in a, a very compromising position, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. <laughs> and, and got to learn that song way, way too intimately. So, here's, <laughs> Shayla's, <laughs> here's Shayla's reading of the story, College Changes a Guy, book four. It was mid-October, and we were rapidly approaching my first Halloween at college. It was Bill who broached the subject of a Halloween costume. Hey, why don't we all do a group costume? A group costume? Like what? asked Tim. How about the Three Stooges? said Bill. Yeah, that sounds easy enough, I agreed. Soon we were making plans. I had agreed to be Mo, and we were so excited that we even started looking into second-hand shops for old suits that we could use for our costumes. Unfortunately, the girls also had something in mind for me. We were driving to the mall, which had become an all-too-common occurrence for us. It was about a week before Halloween when Amanda hit me with it. We have a great Halloween costume idea for you, Kylie, Amanda cooed. I'm already going as one of the Three Stooges, I replied. Boring, teased Karen. Yeah, Kylie, you can do a lot better, smiled Deanna. I'm sorry, girls, but I can't, I responded. You can, Kylie, and you will, said Wendy. There were a few very awkward moments of silence while the girls waited to see what my reaction would be before Amanda smiled and said, Well, I'm glad that's settled. I was scared as we walked in the mall and up to the large temporary Halloween shop. They looked over one of the biggest stores in the mall to sell Halloween costumes and decorations. However, we kept going. The girls instead led me to Fredericks of Hollywood. The girls immediately headed over to the corsets. Deanna grabbed a pink one and held it up to me. This wasn't going to go well. Hi, ladies, can I help you? Asked a very attractive woman of about 25 
in a ridiculously sexy black dress. In a ridiculously sexy black dress. He needs to get a corset, said Amanda. Really? <laughs> laughed the woman. It's for Halloween, I stammered. Well, he doesn't have much up top. I think maybe a halter corset might help, and we sell breast enhancers that should help too. Why don't you go back to the back dressing room area and I'll be right back there, said the woman. You're the expert, replied Amanda. The woman grabbed a tape measure and a few corsets before joining us. She asked me to remove my shirt and suddenly I was stuck like a deer in headlights. Amanda looked at me crossly and I reluctantly did as I was asked. Oh, and your bra too, sir, snickered the woman. I complied and the girls all laughed at my discomfort. We're looking for a costume like Nicole Kidman in Moulin Rouge, said Amanda. It had been a very popular movie that year and the girls knew just how embarrassed I would be to appear in the dorm Halloween party, dressed as their Parisian showgirl. Okay, that helps. We had a few people in looking for pieces like that. You know, we have the gloves, stockings, and even the hats she'll need, said the woman as she placed a fuchsia-colored corset on me. As she tightened the back of the corset, I could barely breathe. The corset contracted my waist and pulled what little fat I had up to my chest. It gave me a much more hourglass figure, but at the cost of being able to use my lungs. I, I can't breathe. I said. Take shallow breaths, cautioned the saleswoman. Amanda placed a pair of breast enhancers in the cups of my corset. The girls were thrilled with the feminine shape I was taking. That's pretty close, but it's still too low cut, said the saleswoman, reaching for a red corset with straps. I think this one will be perfect. Wow, said Deanna. The halter style makes a very big difference. It does, said Amanda, placing the enhancers in the corset. That's perfect. I think I have the perfect skirt to match it, said the woman enthusiastically. We left the store with the corset as well as a black chiffon wrap skirt in the same blue. The skirt only reached mid-thigh and reminded me more of a tutu than a skirt. The outfit was completed with long black gloves and fishnets. At the store in the mall, we picked up a blue and black choker, a red wing, and a top hat. I gave my apologies to Bill and Tim after dropping out of the Three Stooges idea. Bill was clearly disappointed. He wanted to know what my new costume was, but I just didn't have the heart to tell him. I left him with a, you'll see. I knew that I was going to be the talk of this Halloween, but at least Bill and Tim seemed okay with me backing out of the group costume. Halloween was Thursday night, which also happened to be one of the days when my classes were in the morning. My last class ended at lunchtime, so by 3 p.m. I was already sitting in a scented bubble bath in Wendy's and Karen's room, waiting for Wendy to get back from class. I drifted off to sleep after a few minutes and was awoken by a knock on the door. Have you shaved yet, sissy? asked Wendy through the bathroom door. Yes, I'm smooth, I replied, having shaved and painted my toes bright red already. Good, put your panties and your fishnets on and then come out here, was her response. 
I got out of the tub and dried myself off. I had never worn fishnets before, and they felt strange on my legs. I was very familiar with panties, although the blue satin ones I had for the costume felt very different than any I had worn before. Actually, they felt great. But I saw no reason why I should have to buy the new panties for a costume when no one would be seeing them anyway. One thing I noticed with the girls was nobody will see it was never a good excuse for not buying something feminine. I slipped into the silvery, strappy heels that had also been purchased specially for the costume, and Wendy adjusted the straps for me. As she was tightening the straps, she slipped a small silver heart-shaped lock onto each strap. I looked down, questioning what she was doing. We wouldn't want your shoes coming off, would we, Cinderella? She laughed. Okay, let's get the corset on him, Karen. I'm going to need your help tightening it enough. I braced myself, but again wasn't ready for the feeling of the corset reducing my waist so much and crushing the breath out of me. If anything, they tightened it more than the saleswoman did. Wendy produced another two of these heart locks and secured my corset, ensuring it wouldn't come off either. I sat down for a very long afternoon at Karen's makeup mirror. There were a few things I had never worn before, like false eyelashes, but even lipstick, something I wore practically every day, was done with a brush and a lip liner. It had never taken anywhere near as long to do my makeup, and Wendy applied the red wing with equal care. When I, was when I was finally dressed and made up, Karen sprayed me with some perfume. Wow, that's the good stuff, said Wendy. She's worth it, replied Karen. Besides, we're going for a French theme. Wendy took an exaggerated whiff of my perfume and declared, Mmm, pretty. She then took me to the full-length mirror, and I couldn't believe what I saw. I know I had always looked very convincing when dressed as a woman. But I was beyond convincing. I was fucking hot. Amanda and Deanna, who had a late English class that afternoon, came in together at 6 o'clock. Both of their jaws just dropped when they saw the finished product. I blushed at the attention, both flattered and embarrassed at the same time. My God, Karen, you're a genius, laughed Amanda. I can't believe it. She looks perfect, agreed Deanna. We need to capture this moment for all time, sissy, said Amanda, grabbing her camera. Sure enough, for the next two hours, I posed for pictures. At first, the posing was limited to the dorm room, but that soon changed. I wasn't going to budge, but the girls reminded me of just what would happen to me if I disobeyed. Reluctantly, I followed Amanda out of the door for more pictures with the other girls in tow. Relax, Kylie, whispered Deanna reassuringly. A lot of guys dress up for Halloween. Yeah, said Amanda. Lots of guys always go to Halloween and drag. Sure they do, offered Wendy. And they shave off all their body hair, wear a corset, and master walking in three-inch heels. Lots of guys do that. I immediately, I immediately deflated, which I think somehow delighted Wendy. Deanna was always nice and optimistic. Karen had a wicked sense of humor, but usually didn't go out of her way to put me down. Amanda was definitely in charge, but Wendy seemed to be the one who most delighted in dominating me. As we approached the dance, I began to have second thoughts. 
but I didn't have many choices. I couldn't outrun them if I had been wearing gym shoes. In my heels, I was trapped. I hadn't noticed that the girls were dressed entirely in black. They each added a pair of cat ears and called it a costume. Meanwhile, I had the elaborate can-can girl outfit. Please don't make me do this, I begged one last time. I'll be a laughingstock. Nonsense. You look great, said Deanna, grabbing my elbow and escorting me forward, despite my resistance and nervous shaking. Walking into the dance was an experience that I never had before. Every eye in the place seemed to be on me, and it wasn't because they thought I was a guy. Honestly, it probably wasn't my looks either. With costumes that typically took about 10 minutes of thought and 5 minutes to assemble, my showgirl outfit definitely stood out. Amanda and her friends being like proud parents as they saw me take my first high heel steps into the room. I was thankful for the red wig, which was a pretty close approximation to Nicole Kidman's hair in the movie and did a lot to change my appearance from the usual dark black wig. I hadn't eaten since lunch, but between my nerves and the tight corset, I didn't have much of an appetite. I did head over to the drink table, however, to get a soda. DuPont College was a dry campus, a fact flaunted by almost every student there, but it meant there was no alcohol at official campus or dormitory functions. Sure enough, it wasn't too long before a guy came over to talk to me. His name was John, and he was a sophomore. He was actually a football player in high school and was a pretty big guy, but he was also a pot smoker. Hey, I'm John, he said. Hey, hey John, I'm Kylie, I said in my best feminine voice. To this point, I hadn't really practiced a voice, and I know I sounded like a Monty Python character. Kylie, huh? I haven't seen you around before. I love your costume, he said. No, um, I'm friends with some of the girls here, I said. Suddenly, John's eyes grew big. Between the girls snickering behind him, my nervousness, and my horrible voice, he had realized that I was not quite what I appeared to be. Dude, that's amazing, but man, it's disturbing too, said John as he walked back to his friends. Before long, word had spread around the party that I was a guy. I had a lot of people throughout the night coming over to check on me and make sure I was indeed a guy. Amanda told me not to volunteer the information, but if asked, I should answer honestly. The reactions varied greatly, from cute girls who wanted their picture taken with me to guys who felt a little betrayed by their attraction to me. I was both surprised and relieved to find that even the guys most disturbed by my gender switch had no intention of doing me harm. About an hour into the party, Bill and Tim approached me, and Bill immediately began doing his Three Stooges shtick. Oh, it's a pretty lady, said Bill in his best curly voice. Hey, you, I saw her first, said Tim as Mo. Then they pretended to fake fight. So this is why you couldn't be a stooge, asked Bill. It's a long story, I said reluctantly. Hey, if you're gay or something, we don't care, said Bill. Really? I asked. No, we're your friends, said Tim. Would you care if we were gay? Not that you could tell from all the dates we're getting, added Tim. I guess not, I said. 
Doesn't he look amazing, said Amanda. His costume was my idea. I never would have known he wasn't what he appeared to be, said Bill. The girls, Tim and Bill and I, spent a lot of time talking that night. I was thankful for Amanda deflecting any potential awkwardness with my friends. But I was even happier that my friends were open-minded enough not to care. We hung out together in the front lounge, where my feminization had all started, until 2 a.m., and Tim entertained us with his piano playing before he was told to stop because it was too late at night. All in all, it was a pretty good night. After Wendy unlocked my heels and corset and I could limp back to my own dorm room, I realized that something had happened that night. It began in total humiliation, but ended with us giggling and laughing and acting like actual friends. Sometimes I worry when I tell this story that I make everything sound so torturous. Or, on the other end, I make things sound so funny and sexy. The fact of the matter is, the two opposite emotions were all tied up and twisted, like me and an Amanda hogtie, and it was very hard for me to separate them when they were going on. That's another great read by Shayla Spezia, and I love it because, you know, she's reading my story. And it's a very personal story to me, obviously. There are four parts now available on audio, and I have finished the seventh book. I believe there will be eight books in the series. It could go nine, but I don't think it will. Uh, I really, really suggest uh, picking it up. I I think it's one of the better stories I've written. Um, Just a little bit about um, a couple things that are important to me. First off, this podcast, we have so many people getting on board right now. I have got about 10 new women interested in doing audios, and about four of them actually have books already and are getting ready to start, and some of them I I think are going to be done very soon, and they all have amazing voices, and I'm just thrilled. Um, all dominant women, I'm, I'm not, you know, trying to take some submissive and tell her to read a you know dominant part these are some pretty amazing women in their own right and i hope to do interviews with them too um kind of a little personal announcement as well um because of this business that i that i've kind of found myself in a bit i've gotten to know quite a few um, i guess you call them sex workers they're kind of on the periphery uh women who take phone calls or make videos or audios or whatever and everybody's hurting right now uh if if you're a dominatrix and you do sessions with paid clients it's kind of hard to do that if you can't get within six feet of those clients so if you are lucky enough to find yourself in a position where you do have a little extra money to spend which not a lot of people do right now i hope you will think about them i mean for me it doesn't affect my business that much a little bit if you're stuck in quarantine with your wife you really don't want to have an erotic audio playing in the, you know, playing in the background, usually. But, um, you know, if for these people who who are out there and interacting with people and everything, and it's tough. So, if you if there's any way for you to make an extra phone call or tribute or whatever, I, I know it's appreciated, especially at this time. It's a real tough time for a lot of us out there, but. I think sex workers are usually a group that people don't think about um, in times like these. 
All right, and then the other thing I wanted to say is I really am looking for feedback. We're doing great in the numbers. People are tuning in. I love it. And um, people are following the links and, and hitting my clips for sale and even getting calls on Night Flirt as a result of this podcast. But um, I'm really fly, you know, floundering a little bit in terms of direction. Are these interviews something you really like? Is it is it nice to actually get to hear what the women that are recording these stories are really like? Or is it like, hey, just shut up and get to the story? Um, so just in terms of any feedback at all you have to offer, is this series going on forever or are you liking it? Why does everybody keep listening to The Sissy's Mentor Part 1? Good questions I have. So if you have any answers for me... Um, Drop me a line, Kylie Gable, K-Y-L-I-E-G-A-B-L-E, at yahoo.com. And, you know, I'll even throw you a free PDF story if, uh, if you do email me with some feedback. I'd appreciate it. So, I'll be back next week with another audio. I think it'll be from, um, I think it'll be another one from Shayla. We still have a bunch in the pipeline. Faith, who it would normally be her turn, she is sick right now, and we think it's the COVID, but we also think it's a real mild case of it. So hopefully she'll be recovering soon. All right, I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.